Welcome everyone to Malechem. We're uh, to the Kailal Agra de Pirka Monday afternoon national shir. Welcome everybody. Before we begin, we have some important public servants announcements to make. Baruch Hashem, the new Sefer on Shemais is uh, now available. It's arrived in America. You can get it at our site, RabbiDG.com, with free shipping. This is what it looks like. Um, so it's actually available. Also, if you uh, want to get your safer on a Hanukkah, the light and the splendor, <clears throat> uh, you can get it at Artscroll.com or in better bookstores. Actually, you could get the safer in Shemais um, in farm stores as well. And you could check out on our site, uh, for those who haven't tried it out yet, we have a new venue called Torah Illuminated, where there is a shear with an audio presentation with the Marimakoimais that are sort of come alive. You could sign up to that. So uh, there are a lot of uh, new and exciting venues in Talmud Torah. Today we're going to speak about Parshas Vayeshev, um, as well as Hanukkah. When you read Parshas Vayeshev, what I'd like to present to you today is after you hear it, I hope the reaction is, yeah, of course, that's the simple reading of Parshas Vayeshev. But it might take some study and analysis until we arrive at that conclusion. Parshas Vayeshev speaks about the sale of Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef was 17 years old. He's a young Man, he elicits the jealousy of his brothers. The brothers hate him. The brothers want to kill him. Ultimately, they sell him down to Mitzrayim. When he's in Mitzrayim, he is thrown in a dungeon. Um, and he is the servant of Isha's Poitifera. And she tempts him. She tries to seduce him. And he overcomes a challenge. He's in jail, he interprets dreams, and next week he comes out of jail. So the primary subject of Parshas Vayeshev is the sale of Yosef. And unusually, surprisingly, as Yosef is going down to Mitzrayim, all of a sudden, stop, time out, by the way, let's take a break over here. We have the story that Yehuda is demoted, and he goes to an Adulamite named Chira, and they're... Yehuda gets married, and he has two sons, and the two sons die, and one of their wives doesn't really want to wait around for his third son, Shela, and she masquerades as a Zoyna, and Chazal say the Malach appointed over Taina, over Tava, pushes Yehuda into it, and Yehuda ends up living with Tamar, and they have a child, and Zerach, and Paratz. And then after that story, okay, back to the regularly scheduled uh, narrative. What is going on over here at Ravi, where all of a sudden the Torah takes this left turn, and the Torah gives us like, I don't know, it sounds like a commercial break. It sounds like in middle, in middle of the narrative, in middle of the story, we're talking about Yosef, 
and all of a sudden we interrupt to talk about what happened to Yehuda. What's going on over here? Why, why does this episode of Yehuda and Tamar interrupt the regularly scheduled story? Why is that, uh, mic- why is that interrupting in the middle of Parshas Vayeshev? <coughs> and if we study this, we'll see there's a very clear approach why these are not two independent subjects, but rather this is one seamless storyline. We know that the way the Rebbe Shalom operates, the Mahalach of the Hashkacha, is there's a concept that Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Maka Es Yisrael Elam Kembara Rufua Tchila. The Gemara tells us in Megillah and Daf Yud Gimel Amar Beis, Achar Hadvarim Gidal HaMelech HaChashverosh Es Haman. And Rava said, after Hashem created the Rafua to the Maka, after Esther has been firmly entrenched and made queen of Persia, then and only then does HaKadosh Baruch Hu raise up Haman. The Amar Lakish, Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Maka Es Yisrael, Elohim Kain Boire Elohim Rufua Tchila. Like it says, Kerifi li Yisrael v'nigla avoyn Ephraim. But for the nations of the world, it is not so. Hashem first smites them, and only then He creates the refuah. So the first question is, of what relevance, of what significance is it that God does not that God creates the refuah li Yisrael even before He brings the Makkah? Either way one does not merit getting the refuah until after the Makkah. So if the person is not getting the refuah, if the refuah is not accessible until after the Makkah, of what relevance, of what significance is it that the Yom created it before? Right, you know, in other words, Pfizer, J, J&J, Moderna, they created the vaccine after the Makkah. Now, it's a very it's debatable whether it's a refuah after the Makkah or it's another... Maka after the Maka. Like Chazal tells us, the reason why we say, why it says, Verapa Yerape, because after the doctor heals you, you need a Rafua from his Rafua. By the Rebunish Psalm, it's Roifei Choyleama Yisrael. By the Uma, by the doctors, you need a, sometimes you need a bigger Rafua from their Rafua than from the Maka itself. Sometimes the Rafua of the doctor is a bigger Choyle than the natural Choyle. But in any event, of what significance is it? that the Yerban Shem creates the Rafuah before the Makkah. And the stipler writes in his Sefer Chaye Olam that the Yedia, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu creates the Rafuah before the Makkah, gives a person encouragement, idur, chizuk, because otherwise a person is in danger of falling into what we call a four-letter a four letter word. We don't like to say this word. It's a very dangerous word. The word is yosh, hopelessness, despondency. Very often when a person has a difficulty or a challenge, whether it's in health, whether it's personal, whether in chinuch habanim, whether it's in shiduchim, where a person feels, you know what? This area of life is just not happening for me. It hasn't happened until now. Now, I don't think it's going to work out. It's not going to happen. And a first person is in danger of falling into Yish. So when a person understands, no, there's no Yish, ain't kan Yish, not only is there a Rafua, the Rebbe created the Rafua. 
even before the Maka. The Rafuah was created even before the Rebbe Hashem brought the difficulty. That gives a person a certain chizuk, a certain encouragement, where a person doesn't think it's hopeless, it's helpless. No, it's not helpless. The help, the help has already been created. Now all I need, I need to daven more. I need to be zoicha, to see the Rafuah, to see the Yeshua. But the Yeshua is there, it's been created. And the stipler brings this out beautifully. By Hagar, it says she went and she strayed in the Midbar and the water depleted and Yishmael was close to dying and it looked hopeless. Where is she going to get water in a desert? Definitely her son's going to die. She even moved away. She said, Al-Ereb Mois Hayeled. But as soon as the Rachamei Shemayim was aroused upon her, even though she wasn't deserving of it, what does it say? It doesn't say God created the water. It says, Rebun Shem opened up her eyes and she saw the water. Now, this is very interesting, by the way, because, you know... Every home has, you know, the tzedakah Rameir Balanes, and I have on the back of mine, Amar Rabbi Binyamin, Hakob Cheskas Sumin, Adsha Kodesh Baruch Hu, Meir Eseinea, Minhacha, Vayivka Chalaykim Eseinea, Vatelech, Vatemale Esachemes. There's no such pasuk. Vayivka Chalaykim Eseinea, Vatelech, Vatemale Esachemes. It says, Vayivka Chalaykim Eseinea, Vatera, she saw the water. But this is like, you know, uh, the tzedakah has created this maxim that's not really a pasuk, but in any event, the stipler points out, it doesn't say Hashem created the water. The water was always there. What the Rebbe did was Hashem opened up her eyes. Because the Rebbe creates the refuah even before the makkah. All one has to do is one has to be zoicha to the refuah, zoicha to the Yeshua. Says the stipler, it's the same thing with every mevucha or bilbul, every challenge in life, every confusion in life, every challenge, every difficulty, every hurdle. The answer, the solution is not something that has to be created. The solution was created before the Yavon Shem even brought the problem. We, if we are mechazik ourselves in Limorat Torah, in Avodas Hashem, will be zoicha to it. But this is the great method of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with which He deals with the Jewish people. That in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Maka es Yisrael, Elam, Kain, Boire, Lohem, Rafua Tchila. And this should give us chizuk that Yeshua Kroivalavai. And if that's the case, then we have to utilize this mode of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and apply it to the greatest Sarah and the greatest hurdle and the greatest challenge that ever happened to the Jewish people was Mitzrayim. Was Yeridah you, Mitzrayim. And therefore, there is no question if the Yuban Shem sent us down to Mitzrayim. The Yuban Shem had to create the Rufuah before. So Marv Ravosai, how did we get out of Mitzrayim? We got out of Mitzrayim at Kriyas Yamsuf. Why did the Yamsuf split? Chazal say, Malacha Hayam Kisanos. Mara Hayam. Malacha Hayam Kisanos. Hayardain. Tisav Le'achar. Chazal say, What did the sea see? 
Chazal say the sea saw Aroyne Shal Yosef. Why did the sea split because of Aroyne Shal Yosef? The sea split because Hashem said, this man fled from his seducer. So you need to flee from Bnei Yisrael. It says, Since Yosef was Vayonos, so therefore, The Yam fled. So if you want to know, how do we get out of Mitzrayim? We got out of Mitzrayim by Kriyas Yamsuf. Why were we Zorchot Kriyas Yamsuf? In the merit that Yosef ran away from Aisha's Poitifera. So Marv Rabbi say, look how the Rebbein Shem has created the Rafua before the Makkah. The Rebbein Shem knows he has to send the Jewish people down to Mitzrayim. But says Rebbein Shem, before I do that, i got to figure out how I'm going to get you out. I'm going to get you out with Kriyas Yamsuf. But why will the sea split? The sea will split because Yosef ran away from Aisha's Poitifera. Ah! So before I send the Jewish people down to Mitzrayim, first I'm going to send Yosef down to Mitzrayim. I'm going to seduce him and tempt him with Aisha's Poitifera. Yosef's going to run away from her. And by running away from her, he's going to create the situation that we could get out of Mitzrayim. <coughs> so let's imagine for a moment. Yosef has just been kidnapped, hijacked by terrorists, taken away from his dear father and Gado Adar Yaakov Avinu. His world is coming crashing down. He gets to Egypt. What's the first thing that happens? He's seduced by his master's wife. He has to run away and he's now in jail. And Yosef probably thinks the whole world is crashing down. And the Rebbein Shalom says, no, you're making a big mistake. Your world is not coming crashing down. I just gave you the opportunity not to bring Klai Yisrael into bondage. I gave you the opportunity to get Klai Yisrael out of bondage. Yosef may have thought that the Rebbein Shem is abandoning him and forsaking him. No, just the opposite. The Rebbein Shem is grooming him for greatness, giving him the opportunity to overcome his seducer, Vayanos HaChutza, and in that merit, Hayam Rav Hayanos. I want to add on an amazing idea. This is a, an incredible Svasemes. It's worth the price of admission. We're going to, uh, I'm just going to change the battery here. Okay, so the Svasemis writes, how was Yosef able, how was Yosef able to overcome Aisha's Poitifera? What gave him the spiritual strength and the capacity to overcome her when he, she grabbed him by the clothing and she, he just let the clothing remain in her hands? The Sasemis writes on this week's parsha, Shnas Tafresh Lamedalid. 1874. Says the Sasemis, Yosef, by him being sold, and he was Nisbaze by the Shvatim, and they tore off his garment. When the Shvatim tore off the garment of Yosef, what did Yosef say? Ma'asa like him, 
Why is God doing this to me? Why is God letting this happen to me? Why is God abandoning me? No, Yosef had emunah in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was not mahar achar HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He believed it was HaKola Toiva. By Yosef allowing his garment to be stripped from him without questioning the ways of Hashem, a little bit later on, when Eshes Poitifera ripped off Yosef's clothing, Yosef said, hey, wait a second, I've been here before, been there, done that. This is not the first time I've had my clothing ripped off of me, and the first time I was able to pass the test. That endowed Yosef the spiritual capacity to overcome the challenge of Eshes Poitifera. So probably... When Yosef had the brothers, when the brothers ripped off Yosef's clothing, Yosef's probably thinking to himself, why is God, Yosef, excuse me, may have thought, may, could have allowed himself to the luxury, he could have allowed himself to think, why is God doing this to me? Why is this happening to me? No. Yosef didn't question the ways of Hashem. That gave Yosef the wherewithal to overcome the challenge of Eshes Poitifera. And by overcoming the challenge of Eishas Poitifera, Emida Keneged Mida, Klal Yisro was Zoycha, that the Yamsav split. So everything that's taking place, the challenge of Yosef being sold, the challenge and the temptation of Eishas Poitifera, was only endowing Klal Yisro with the merit to get out of Mitzrayim. What greater illustration of Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Makas Yisrael Elohim, Kein Boyer Lehem, Rafua then Hashem sending Yosef down first, having his clothing ripped off of him, giving him the strength thereby to overcome the temptation of Eishas Poitifera. And then when Eishas Poitifera rips off his clothing, Yosef flees, he runs away, giving Klal Yisrael the merit that when they're at the Yamsuf, they could flee before the Yam. The Yam flees, Hayam Ra'avayanais. So this is all an example of Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Maka Es Yisrael Elam Kain Bari Lohem Here's another example. We're going to read next week in Parshas Miketz. Ya'asef Aroiv Ya'afkeid Pekidim Al Ha'oretz V'chimesh Eseretz Mitzrayim V'sheva Shnei Hasava Let Paroi make Pekidim and divide into fists the land of Mitzrayim. The Chimesh. The Chida in the Rosh David famously points out that the Chimesh is Rosh Tevais, Chaydesh, Mila, and Shabbos. That Yosef instituted these mitzvahs in Mitzrayim. Yosef instituted Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos. Now, why did Yosef institute specifically these three mitzvahs? By the way, these are the mitzvahs that the Yevonim tried to abolish. Why did Yosef abolish these? Uh, why did Yosef institute these three mitzvahs? So the Chidah says there's something very special about these three mitzvahs. What these three mitzvahs teach and demonstrate is that we have a special connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, That we have a status of Banim Lamakim. 
Rosh Chodesh, the fact that we are Mekadesh, the Chodesh, that Bezdin proclaims the beginning of the new month, that indicates our special relationship with Hashem, that we are Banam Lamakayim. Shabbos, really, how can we fulfill Shabbos? Shabbos is the day of rest of Hashem. Shabbos is the scepter of Hashem. If a regular citizen holds on to, picks up the scepter of the king, that's like a rebellion. They're more b'malchus. So how do we have a right to observe the Shabbos? Shabbos demonstrates we're banim lamakim, we're children of Hashem. And while nobody could pick up the scepter of the king, only the king's, the king's son could in fact pick up, pick up his scepter. And then Mila, the Chida quotes from the Zayar HaKadosh, Mila demonstrates that we are banim lamakim. Now, why was it so important for Yosef to establish that we are Banam Lamakai? Because, as the Chida writes about it in many, many places, we were supposed to be in Mitzrayim for how long? Baruch We were supposed to be in Mitzrayim for 430 years. But we weren't. The bondage only lasted for the short duration of 86 years. Why did God accept 86 years of bondage when we were supposed to be enslaved for 430 years? And the Chidah explains that because the bondage was so intense, Paray said, It was such intense labor and bondage, God considered and reckoned the 86 years as if we did the, the full 430 years. So really we only did one-fifth of the time. 86 is one-fifth of 430. We only did one-fifth of the time. Why did we do one-fifth? Because v'chimesh, chaydesh, mila, and Shabbos. You see, if a master has a slave and the slave is being overworked, will the master let the slave out early? It depends what the relationship between the master and the slave is. If the slave is just a slave, why would the master let the slave out early? But if the slave is the master's child, then the master may make an accommodation for excessive and intense labor. Says the Chida, Yosef needed to ensure that we would have the status of Hashem's children so that God would reckon that our intense labor of 86 years should be considered the full 430. This is what Yosef accomplished by establishing the mitzvahs of Chimesh, Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos to establish this beautiful, this strong connection of, of Banim Lamakayim. And by doing so, Yosef allowed us to leave one-fifth early. By the way, instead of doing 430 years, we did 86. That means how many years did we leave early, we left Shemad, 344 years early. Shemad. The Chidah writes, that's why whenever there are decrees of the government against the Jewish people, and we're being persecuted, it's called Shemad. Because it comes from the 344 years that we got out early. We sort of, the th- we got out of, we <laughs> extricated ourselves out of 344 years. So that we always label persecution against the Jewish people, Shmad, as a remiss to those 344 years. Chida even says that who takes us out of the 344? Who got us out early? Moshe. 
Moshe's Gematria 345. Someone who has the Kayach of 345, he could extricate us out of 344. Be it as it may, who got us out of Egypt early? Yosef! How? By instituting Chimesh, Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos. So this is another example of Hashem creating the Rafuah before the Makkah. Hashem says, I gotta get the Jewish people out. I gotta figure out how they're gonna get out before they even come down. So what does Rebbe Shalom do? He sends out, he sends down Yosef. He gives Yosef the test of Eishas Poitifera. Now that Yosef flees Eishas Poitifera, Hashem says, great, the Yam will flee before Kal Yisrael. And not only that, I gotta get them out early. How am I gonna get them out early? I'm gonna establish them as children to me. Who's gonna establish that? Yosef! So before the Jews even go down, the Rebbe has Yosef come down to put into place the Chimesh so that Kal Yisrael could come out early. And here's, here's the real whopper. This is a gift from heaven, and it's Pashat also. By the way, there's another reason why we needed to have the status of, of children. Because <coughs> the Medrash uh, compares the exodus of Egypt to a Kayin who has Truma fell into a base Hakvaris. And the Kayin has a dilemma. Okay, my Trumas in the Basak Forest, how am I going to get it out? The Kayin has no choice but to get out his Truma. So Hashem also says, I'm a Kayin, but the Jewish people are in Egypt. They're in the Makam of Tumah. How am I going to get them out? Hashem says, I have no choice but to get them out. So the question is, why Hashem could take us out with and and he doesn't have to come down into Mitzrayim and become Tameh. It's interesting that the Chida writes, you know, Toysus asks that when Hashem buried Moshe Rabbeinu, what mikvah did he go to after he buried Moshe Rabbeinu? Because there's no mikvah in the world that would fit Hashem. Hashem would not fit into any mikvah. So how could Hashem be metame to Moshe Rabbeinu? So basically, Toysus asks, when Hashem buried Moshe, what did he? How did he go to the mikvah? But Tosis doesn't ask how did he become tamei, because we have a din of banim. So in order for Hashem to go down into Mitzrayim to get us out, you hear this? We didn't just have to have a status of banim for for us to leave early. We had to have the status of banim to leave. Period. Because if we don't have the status of being Hashem's children, he can't go down into Egypt. And be metame to us. So in order to get us out, he had to send down Yosef to establish that we have the status of children so he could redeem us. Now, you know, we have a concept throughout Chazal of four Goliaths. We have Bavel, we have Madai, we have Yavan, and we have Edoim. And there's a big question that is raised. 
What about Mitzrayim? Is Mitzrayim not one of the Goliaths? Why is Mitzrayim not counted? So the Chida in Simchas Haregel, his commentary on the Haggadah, he brings that on the Pasuk, that when we came to Mitzrayim, we would have, had we been Zoycha, we would have done all five Goliaths in Mitzrayim. The word Haba'im, Mitzrayma, Hey is five Goliaths. Beis is Babel. Aleph is Edom. Yud is Yovan. Mem is Madai. Also, some say the word Mitzrayim is a remez to the five Goliaths. The Mem is Mitzrayim. Sadi is Tsoyla, reads, that refers to Babel. Resh is Roymi. Yud is Yavan. Mem is Madai. In fact, the Bnei Yisachar and the Agar Dekala says, on the words Yamim Rabim, Rabim is Rosh Yitevah, Roymi, Babel, Yavin, Madai. Or the Bnei Yisachar says, Golos Mitzrayim is not including the four Goliaths because it's Koilel, all the four Goliaths. He brings an idea that the four Goliaths are rooted in the four letters of Hashem's name, and Golos Mitzrayim is rooted in the Kutzoy Shalyud, which encapsulates all of Hashem's uh, four letters. And this expression, Yomim Rabim, we find many times. The Megala Amukos also makes reference to the fact that Rabim refers to the four Goliaths. Um, we're alluded to in the word Rabim. Rabim is Roimi, Bavel, Yav, and Madai. So, going down to Mitzrayim, friends, was not just going down to Egypt. But going down to Mitzrayim was really going down into all the Goliaths, including the current Goliaths of America, which is the darkest of all the Goliaths. You know, if we would have been Goliaths in uh, France, then maybe we would have made it to Eretz Yisrael by now. If we would have been in Goliaths in Yemen, we probably would have been in Israel by now. If we would have been in Morocco or in Iraq or in Iran, we, we may have made it out. At least, uh, not out of Golis, but out of, out of Chutzlaretz. But Golis America is a very, very dark Golis. You know why it's so dark? Because we don't even think we're in Golis. We think we're in paradise. We're so blinded that we think we're in a good place. But Rabban Shem should watch over us, and Rabban Shem should take us out. But when we went down to Mitzrayim, we weren't just going down to Egypt, we were going down into all the Goliaths. And if the way the Riban Shem operates is he always creates the Rafuah before the Makkah, then it has to be that before we go down to Mitzrayim, God has to be creating the way to get out, not just of Mitzrayim. That we studied already. We saw that before we went down to Mitzrayim, Hashem sent Yosef who had his garments torn off him so that when he faced Aishas Poitifera he would overcome that challenge so that that would create Kriyas Yamsuf and Hashem allowed Yosef to go down first to establish that we would have the status of Banim so we could get out earlier, we could get out period. But now we're learning that going down to Mitzrayim was going down into all four Goliaths. So it must be that before we go down to Mitzrayim the Rebunisham must be creating the light of Mashiach and that is exactly Parshas Vayeshev. And that's exactly what the Medrash tells us in many places. 
the Medrash says, Vayihi ba'ishahi. At that time when Yosef is going down to Mitzrayim, cut, time out, let's turn to the other direction. Rav Shmuel bar Nachman Pasach, ki anoichi yodati yasamach shavois. Yom says, I know all thoughts. I've got this under control. The Shvatim were busy selling Joseph. Joseph was wearing his sackcloth and his fasting. Ruvain was engaged in his sackcloth and fasting. Yaakov was engaged in his sackcloth and fasting. Yehuda was busy getting married. And the Rebun Shom was Oisek, Boirei, Oiroi, Shomelech, HaMashiach. You know what the Kavana of the Medrash is? Yosef's going down to Mitzrayim. So it's not like the Torah is taking a time out and saying, by the way, okay, let me tell you some other story and then we'll get back to the story of Yosef going down to Mitzrayim. No, 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 no. This is the Darke Shamayim that before any Maka comes to be, the Yibam Shem first creates the Refuah. So what's the Refuah of going down to Mitzrayim? Yehuda gets married and he has two sons and he has a daughter-in-law and then he lives with the daughter-in-law and he has Peretz and Zarach that sets into motion the fruition of the Davidic dynasty of Malchus based David which is the forerunner and the progenitor of Malchus of Melech HaMashiach. Because if we're going down into Mitzrayim, we're about to go down, we're about to get there. Mitzrayim is the Shoresh of all the Goliaths. The Yud Kevavke are the four Goliaths. The Kutzah Shoyod is Mitzrayim that encompasses everything. So before we go down into Gauss, Yubam Shum says, well, time out. First, before I send the Makkah, I have to create the Refuah. Vayered Yehuda Meisachov. And we have the creation of the steps that brought into motion the Malchus based David and Mashiach Tzakenu. Ein HaKadosh Baruch Hu Maka Es Yisrael Ela Imkain Boire Rufua Tchila. Look how beautiful Parshas Vayeshev is. Hashem sets everything into motion. Before you go down, I gotta get you out. How are you going to get out Kriyas Yamsuf? How are you going to get Kriyas Yamsuf? Yosef has to overcome Aisha's Paitifera. The only way he's going to do it is that the brothers rip his clothing off. So Yosef didn't allow himself to say, you know, this is the low moment of my life. My clothing is being ripped off. I'm being kidnapped. Yosef had a muna that the Yibam Shem is making this happen. He's setting into motion Yeshua's Benachamais Lanu Lechal Yisrael. And not only Yosef, but then Hashem creates the Melech HaMashiach even before we go down into the first Galas. The Medrash tells us, Vayihibo Isahi Vayered Yehuda Beterem Tachel Yalada Before even the first captor, the Pharaoh was born, Hashem's already creating the Goyal Achroin. By the way, the Medrash compares that everything that happened to Yosef happened to Tzion. <coughs> Look at the beautiful words of the Medrash. It says, by Yosef, Yisrael, Ahavas Yosef. What does it say by Tzion? Oyev Hashem Sharei Tzion. By Yosef it says, Vayisnu Oisai. By Tzion it says, Nasna alai b'koyla al-kein Sinesia. By Yosef it says, 
Vihine Anachnu Ma'alumim Alumim. By Tzion it says, Boy Yavoy Berina Noise Alumoisav. By Yosef it says, Hamoloch Timloch Aleinu. By Tzion it says, Oimer Letzion Molach Eloikoyach. By Yosef it says, Vayach Eloim Yosef Chaloim, I had a dream. By Tzion it says, Vashuv Hashem Es Shiva Tzion Hayinu Kilchalmim. By Yosef, Havoy Novoy Ani Ve'imcha. and so on and so forth. And the Eitz Yosef explains that one of the commonalities between Yosef and Tzion is they both have the same numerical value of 156. 156. Six times Yod Kei So as we study Parshas Vayeshev, it should fill us with great chizok and great hope when we, when we read and we study that before even the Jewish people send, are sent down to Mitzrayim, Hashem is creating all the zuchusim necessary. Yivonshim is providing the, zuch, the opportunities necessary to get out of Mitzrayim. But not just the opportunities necessary to get out of Mitzrayim, the opportunities necessary to get out of all of the Golas. Namely, Hashem is Yoishev Ba'oiseik Uboirei Oirai Shamelech Hamashiach. So the episode of Ayered Yehuda is not a commercial break, Chas V'Shalayim. It is a seamless illustration of the Darke Shamayim, our Ein HaKadosh Marchu, Makas Yisrael, Elohim Kain, Boye Lohem, Rufua Tchila. And uh, this is uh, all the, the Darke Hashem. You know, before Hashem, Pfizer only came up with the vaccine if it does anything after the fact. The Rebbe Hashem created it before the fact, as he does with every trouble in life. And as the stipler teaches, this should give us great chizuk, that nothing is helpless, nothing is hopeless, and Hashem should open up our eyes, that we should be all be zoicha to see the Yeshuais that we're hoping for. We lanu ulechal Yisrael. Amen. So I wish everybody um, a wonderful day. Next Monday will be the first day of Hanukkah, Bezus Hashem. So we'll, uh, Monday we'll try to learn something about Hanukkah. And I wish you all bracha v'atzlacha. Kol tov. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Kol tov. Kol tov. Kol tov.